In today's show, we are joined by John Schofield, Managing Director of Tempest Investment. Good morning, John. Yes, hello, morning, Newton. And by Lee Shah, Shark, Asia's Chief Economist at BBVA Research. Good morning, Shark. Good morning, Newton. So let's start with the job numbers. Um, it's a little bit mixed. I mean, we did see the actual job growth rise, but we saw unemployment rise with it. That's obviously down to the fact that a number of people have joined the workforce in the last month. So how does the Fed look at this? And does the Fed pause for good? Does the, pause, does the Fed pause just for this one meeting? How do we, how do we see this? Um, I'll start with you, John, on that. Um, yeah, sure. The, um, um, I mean, the short answer is I, I, I think the, the key is, is, is going to be the inflation numbers coming up. Um, I mean, the Fed has been uh, Powell has been very consistent for the last over the last two years since he had his conversion to realise that there was an inflation problem that was more than transitory. But since then, they've just been very, very consistent in saying, um, you know, they brought the short-term interest rates up to five, five point five, um, and they've been guiding that for a long time. Uh, his recent uh, Jackson Hole's speech, uh, he made it very clear that they were going to continue to um, focus on getting inflation down to target. So those are hoping that they were going to ease off the pedal uh, for other reasons. Um, So I think, uh, as as you say, I I wouldn't call it a soft job market. I would call it uh, just a a job market that's now sort of ticking over more normally. So I, I don't think it's that significant. But at the same time, I think a, a, you know a, another quarter point uh, hike, either either in September or or, or late or November, I think is the next next opportunity. Um, it's probably neither here nor there, and um, you know if they they pause now, um, you know they will only tighten if if progress towards you know the inflation figures doesn't drop, particularly the core doesn't drop below three percent. Um, then I think we may get another hike, sure. but it is dependent on that. Uh, yes, I, uh, I think there's uh, still some inflation risk for for United States. But relatively, if you look at uh, the job market situation, I have like to say uh, it's a good news for the Fed because uh, uh, we see that this kind of the employment things could slow down, and the job market will be not that uh, overheating because uh, now I think the job market, uh, even the United States uh, economy, they are overheating. Uh, But anyway, I agree with uh, John on the point that uh, uh, the Fed will be very cautious on this uh, inflation risk because uh, in addition to this uh, job market, there are still many other factors that could affect uh, uh, the inflation outturns. According to the Jackson Hole speech, of all these important central bankers. It seems that they want to learn the lessons uh, from the seven, seven, uh, 1970s uh, because uh, at that time, they think uh, they lose the monetary policy too soon when they see the inflation kind of controlled. So this time, they are not going to repeat this kind of the mistake. So that means uh, in future, they will be very uh, vigilant on the inflation development. Uh, and. Uh, in terms of this uh, further interest rate hike, uh, for the moment, we don't think they are going to hike uh, anymore. So, but the problem is that they will maintain this high interest rate at uh, 
this level for a longer time than people initially anticipated. Uh, I, I remember just a couple of months ago, people talking about uh, maybe uh, U.S. Fed they are going to hike. Uh, they are going to hike, but they are going to uh, reduce this interest rate very soon next year. But now it seems even the market they they think this kind of uh, uh, interest rate reduction. Um, as early they happened in the second half of next year. So that's the kind of uh, market expectation. Yeah. So it is down to inflation. And you talk about the fact that they don't, they've learned from the 70s, they don't want to ease the monetary policies too soon. They will keep interest rates mm-hmm. at these levels. But you called it high. Are they really high at these levels? I mean, if we take it at a historical basis, these interest rates are actually not that high at 5%. I mean, you go back to the 80s, 90s. I mean, we were looking at double-digit rates at the, at, in some of those points. So is it not just now that we just normalise the markets and this is now maybe not quite the base, maybe a, maybe a percentage point or below is, is, will be the base, but there's actually no reason to cut rates at these levels because now we're just getting markets being normal. Um, what are your thoughts on that then, Sharp? Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, John. Yeah. Start, I'll start with you, John. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, no I, no, I totally agree. That That's the whole point. I mean, the, the large sectors of the... Uh, of the investment community uh, seem to seem, seem to be expecting the the, uh, the same old cycle of, uh, of rate slashing rates and then and then hiking again um, is is going to be just repeated um, and it's quite clear we're in a different environment a different world and, and I think um, um, as you say things are quite well in balance a proper balance where. You know, asset allocation decisions can be, you know, made on a on a on a rational basis, and if necessary, you just you 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 sit in cash. Um, so we've got approximately uh, just over five percent earnings yield, I believe, on S and P five hundred. We've got five percent short term uh, deposit rates uh, in banks. Um, the one market is is a little bit out of step, I think, is the is the bond market because they're they're you know yields. Ten-year yields at only whatever it is, four point one, four point two, seem out of balance with uh, with the with the other asset uh, categories. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see um, you know some some backing up in the in the in the government bond market yields, particularly as you've got quite a lot of supply coming coming on stream. Yeah, I think uh, you made a very good point because uh, currently. Uh, policy rate just uh, five to five per, uh, percent. That's not high in history. But uh, remember, we starting this kind of the interest rate hikes from zero interest rate, and that time yeah. they are even doing these QE things, right? Yeah. So that means uh, people they need time to adopt to this kind of the relatively yeah. high interest rate. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's why I think uh, now the bond market, as John mentioned, the the general investors uh, they have not get used to it yet. So. To, the, to them, I think to the market uh, participants and uh, to all the important uh, uh, stakeholders in the economies, I think mm. now the current interest rate level is high for them. Uh, of course, uh, at the same time, you can see now the employment uh, uh, start to increase a little bit. And we also see the inflation start to uh, slow down at least. So uh, that's why I think now... Uh, I feel the Fed, they can feel a little bit comfortable with uh, current interest rate. Yeah, It's interesting, John, you, put, you touched on the 10-year and the longer dated yields yeah. but, you know, and this inverted yield curve. Um, 
it kind of suggests, but it, at 4.18, 4.2, it suggests that there will be some sort of cut in interest rates at some point. Um, but do you, I mean, you were talking about the fact you think the yield curves will start to flatten or even the 10-year should continue to go up. So then if interest rates stay flat, how, how, how will that all work? I mean, if, say, we get the inflation numbers down, doesn't the, okay, the shorter dates come down and that's going to cut the yield curve back up or you're just going to see the 10-year continue to, or the yields rise and the 10-year bonds to come back down? Well, the reason, um, you know, the bonds, long enough the bond market has been so well bid is because you've still got this mindset that, ah, there's a recession coming um, and it's probably going to be a, a, a deep one. Um, but gradually, as, as, month, as we go from Fed meeting to Fed meeting, um, the economic news, um, you know, continues to be quite positive. In the U.S., almost um, um, many other places, of course, it's a different story. So U.S. is a kind of a beacon at the moment, I think, too, for, um, for, the, for the world economy. And that's why, you know, the performance of U.S. assets, um, uh, investment assets, is... is way so far ahead of, of most other countries um shark any thoughts on that um i'm not sure about this one because uh, if you look at this uh short term interest rate uh, definitely i think that they will uh will they will be done right so they cannot uh, keep this uh five percent if they see the inflation uh back to their uh target two percent uh so uh, but uh, I, I don't know. In the past, I always think that maybe there's uh, some kind of recession happening soon. But now it looks uh, the market, they, uh, they don't believe that one, right? They, they think, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there are, there are sort of two crowds and people are, defect and people are gradually defecting from the uh, recession. A recession is inevitable crowd to the mm, maybe, uh, maybe things can, maybe we can have this soft landing. So let's quickly move on to our second favourite topic, which is China's economy, uh, since we've touched uh, interest rates quite a bit. And um, the lowering of the FX reserve requirements for the banks and institutions, that is looking to prop up renminbi, but is that really going to have much an effect on the economy? I think I'll start with you, Shark, on this one. Uh, yes, definitely. I think... Um uh, there must be some short-term impact, but the most important thing is that now you can see the Chinese authority they actively unveil different policy initiative to support their RMB, to stabilize their economy, to stabilize their uh, property market. So to some degree, I feel the current level 7.3, the, the RMB against the US dollar, is a show that the, the authority, they don't want to uh, they don't want this uh, exchange rate to uh, fall further. Okay, we, we have seen they lower this uh, reserve requirement for uh, for foreign currencies uh, in the bank, and they also uh, done other things. Uh, they they even directly intervene into the market to support RMB exchange rate. So to some degree, this shows their uh, policy uh, direction. Uh, but whether this one will be effective to uh, sustain the RMB, I think the. Uh, most likely, they will depend on the the Fed because uh, I especially try uh, check this uh, uh, different countries' uh, uh, exchange rate. I find that uh, this year's performance of different currency exchange rate they are quite dependent on the hiked interest rate of their central banks. 
of this circle. So some banks, they follow United States very closely. Then this year, their currency have better performance. But like uh, Japan and China, they even lower their interest rate. So that's why uh, they have seen a big de uh, depreciation so far this year. So I think it depends on next move of the Fed banks. Uh, yes, you can't uh, necessarily look at the RMB in, uh, in isolation. In fact, the, the last uh, few months, the US dollar has appreciated against almost every every country, for, partly for the interest rate differential reason, uh, and partly because simply the US is in a much better position economically overall, including, of course, self-sufficiency in energy uh, supply and, and, and things like that. Yeah, I, I, I see um, this just a, a tactical part of it, you know, just a tactical measure to slow the rate of depreciation of the RMB. Um, um, the, the, the pick this 7.3 level to apparently to, to defend for, for the moment. Uh, okay, that's, that's fine. But, um, you know, because inevitably as China tries to get to grips with this, uh, this debt crisis and starts to, it will have to, um, it'll have to do a lot of debt restructuring internally and it's mainly about the internal um, the, the only good, good thing about this debt crisis is mainly in, in RMB and domestic um, there's a small element of offshore debt as we see with these uh, developers and so on but it's not, it's not the main issue, it's how to, how to deleverage internally and get uh, consumer confidence back and that will probably at some point it require um, you know, an element of uh, reflation, money, money printing, and um, you know, write, writing off of uh, uh, restructuring and, and and so on of of the internal debt, and that's going to be a long, a long, long story. Okay, unfortunately, that's all we actually have mm. time for today. Um, but I'd like to thank both of you for coming on. That was John Schofield, Managing Director of Tempest Investment, and Shark Lee Asia's Chief Economist at BBVA Research. Thank you, guys.